Welcome back to season three of Rise, Grind, Repeat. To kick off episode one, we talk to repeat guest Chris Weaver from MWI. We talk how to navigate marketing through COVID-19, which includes e-commerce, building your brand through storytelling, and even OTT. Let's dive right in. Chris, thanks for joining another episode of Rise, Grind, Repeat. Uh, it's it's great to me. have you back. I mean, you were one of our first guests over in our little little That's tiny right. closet. That's right. Before we got online, I was noticing the new digs. It's awesome. You guys are this is looking awesome, man. So appreciate it. So I mean, with everything going on, I mean, we kind of talked about COVID and just how things are changing. So um, I mean, you work at another agency, and so would love to just kind of kind of get a feel or get a sense of what you're kind of seeing, and and would love just to talk about how maybe marketing is changing, how people are changing their overall strategy. And so um, I guess just at a bird's eye view, I mean, what are some of the changes that you're seeing either with the clients or just in the industry altogether? Right. So at at MWI, we have a multitude of different clients, um, which is nice because, you know, when things like this happen, you know, we see it really affect hard some of our clients, but some of them actually have kind of seen the opposite effect, right? So before we were talking about e-commerce, um, with our e-com clients, we've seen the lowest CPMs we've seen in over a year. Um, and in the last two months, we're seeing double three times the return on ad spend uh, because people are at home. They're, you know, scrolling through their feeds and they're purchasing. They got that. Uh, they got that extra cheese from uh, Uncle Sam and they're using it. <laughs> Helicopter you know I mean? money. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, I mean, like the a lot of e-com, we've actually seen positive turns. Um you know, we've got some international clients that have actually seen, you know, who are three to four months ahead of us and they've kind of come out on the other end, you know, a, ton, a different world, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're seeing upticks in their um, conversions. So then we've seen the clients that have, have been directly affected it, you know, some of our local business clients mm-hmm. and some of our travel related clients. And there's no doubt, like they've pulled back on ad spend and I would too, um, if you're in that position. But what we've kind of talked to them about is other ways to reinvest in marketing, um, other ways to to make sure that when we do come out on the other side, um, they're ahead of the game. They're ready to go. Um, one of the biggest things we've pushed is um, storytelling and being, you know, kind of really focusing on, you know, telling your brand story through an emotional level. Um, and that's not investing in advertising. That's not investing in ads. That's investing in telling your story and how it helps people. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, you just you, helping people is going to be more important to your, um, to your customer base than a trick on an ad spend, dollar, yeah. you know, and that's something that's going to come around on the back end and, you know, double, you know, what it was mm-hmm. worth in before. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an interesting debate. I mean, we, we've been doing a live thing recently and, and kind of go back and forth on that where it's like, well, CPMs are lower. Maybe now's the time to, instead of having a ton of sales content, is do the brand building and push the app, push the paid media. But to your point, it's like, but if no one's really buying, maybe you invest more time into building the story, whether that's, yeah. and how are you guys doing? Is it through video or is it a multitude of different ways? Definitely through video. But the, what you're saying there, I think that totally makes sense. If you think of a marketing funnel and normally you want to put money into all different mm-hmm. areas of the funnel, right? I think right now what we're seeing is that bottom funnel still converting piece, you still want to put more money into it. And 
that money that you're putting in that middle area where it was might be more intent, instead of that, maybe putting it more higher funnel where you're not expecting a sale right away. You're not expecting a sale in a month. You're really building your name in front of new people. Um, and when we're talking about medium, it's video. It's, uh, it's the type of content that people engage with. Mm -hmm. It's something that gets to people right at the point. And like I said before, if you're going to be, if you're going to get to someone's heart, you have to get through emotionally. And that's video. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, it's people can see the, the facial expressions. They can hear the tone. I mean, a picture is worth a thousand words, but I mean, a video is worth a million words and there's, yeah. there's just, and plus getting, I mean, going away from the blog, it's just like how many, how many times have, have you read a text and it just comes off a different way than it was probably <laughs> intended. And so there, there's all that where a video, you don't have that cause you can hear the tone. You can hear the the voice and all that stuff. And right. um, so, I mean, what are some of the the video things that you guys are doing? Is it more like testimonials? Is it product videos or talking about the brand? Yeah, it's it's all all different. So I think what we're doing right now, let's let's focus start on e-com, right? Because mm -hmm. we talked about that earlier. Um, what we're seeing is on that bottom funnel targeting its product it's review, it's all the stuff that we've always learned about, right? That just jumps out to you. Um, it's seeing that shoe, it's seeing that, um, we've got a client of ours that does um, purses and, and baby bags. It's seeing that in not only a lifestyle, but also that social reinforcement of the reviews and then you know being able to almost feel it, be able to see it. So I would say bottom funnel, it's the product 100%. Mm -hmm. The upper funnel stuff, I think what we're trying to do is much more lifestyle. It's, um, I'll give an example. Uh, we've got some clients based out in Hawaii, um, travel related clients, which is not the ideal client right now. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, what you're do, what people are having is they're still have that feed and they still have that desire to go eventually. So we're still selling that dream, but it's more like trying to focus it on you know, we'll be here when you come back. Yep. Right. You know, we'll, it's, we're not going anywhere, right? We'll, we'll get through this together. Um, and when you come back on the other side, you know, we're ready for you. So messaging like that, that's much more emotional and lifestyle focused is kind of what we're doing for the future. Yep. And then if that bottom funnel, it's products, it's, uh, reviews and that stuff's working, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, it's uh, love how you're doing it. Cause I mean, essentially there's a buying cycle or a buying journey and it's like more people want to see kind of what it looks like on people, uh, more of that lifestyle whenever they're just first being introduced to it. But once you can identify that someone is engaged with that product or whatever it may be, it's then producing that content that gets them to, all right, I think this would look awesome on me and get to that purchasing. Um, also love what you guys are doing with the the stuff in Hawaii because it's now more than ever people are wanting to go on like vacation. They're tired of being stuck at home. So if you can have a little bit of uh, extra spending money to to spend on distribution, showing people how awesome it is, it's going to increase that overall wanting to go there. Um, especially now when it's cheaper to reach people, and then whenever the, all this passes, I mean, using the retargeting, building up those audiences where you can look back six months, twelve months whatever it is, but by staying top of mind, once that, that time to travel comes back, you're going to have a flood of people that are wanting to go. Right. Right. Yeah. I think in the past, when you think of any type of ad unit, you want to talk about that conversion. What, what's that 
action step? What's that, what's that thing that you want your user to do? Um, for that high funnel, we just want them to watch the video. Mm-hmm. And the way we're cutting up that audience is, you know, watch the entire video, watch 75%, watch 25%, right? So then, you know, and then somebody who just saw one cent and went off and swiped away. Uh, because if they've watched at least 25% to 50% of the video, that's a great audience. If they're a hundred percent, maybe we do, yeah. maybe they want to, yeah. maybe they want to risk it. You know, maybe Fly, they're down for, cheap right now. I mean, maybe they want that 14 day quarantine, you know, <laughs> you know like, but I mean like 25, 50%. Yes. That is our person. That's what we're building that remarketing audience off in the future. So, no, I love it. So, I mean, it's, it's, are you guys showing what the vacation would look like? What what the locale looks like? I mean, what yeah. Are- so right now it's more of like that dream scenario, that montage, that um, drone footage. You know, that nice. kind of lifestyle yeah. piece of it. Um, and that's kind of like because we're selling the dream. We're selling. You know, you know, it, we're not going anywhere. You know, this is still going to be here for you. Um, and then for somebody who's much more direct, you know, so it, it's much more dollars and cents mm-hmm. and, you know, what kind of offers, yep. you know, we're, we're, we're giving out. So, um, but I mean, at the same time, like we're definitely aware of the recession that is coming. So we think to ourselves, every dollar has to be counted. Mm-hmm. Like there can't be anything wasted. If we are selling that high funnel to the future, you know, we're showing exactly those numbers that this amount of people watch this video and this is how many people we have to retarget a sale to in the future Um, because we can't waste anything, you know, and then it's going to be harder for every agency, Um, which just means that you just have to be smarter. You know what I mean? Like you can't waste anything. Uh, And that's, I mean, that's as bad as all this is. This is what I've kind of loved about it is like things have been, just so good for so long that people just got comfy and didn't want to innovate or do anything. I mean, they're, we spent over a year on different things, just pitching stuff and just how to change their business model to get more, more digital. Um, and then all of a sudden this thing happens and then it's just like, you just see tons of innovation, the different way people are, are getting more online. Uh, I mean, there's a, a dance class here locally that been telling them, Hey, you should do something like through zoom, whatever it may be, but give lessons virtually. You can reach so many more people outside of Tempe and then once this hit, it was like, hey, how do we do that? And I mean, just yeah. there, there's so many other stories. I mean, just big companies doing it. Um, but it, it, that's the one thing I can appreciate about all this is it, it forces people to get creative and think outside the box, which then brings more value to consumers, which is always good. Right. No, I couldn't agree more. I, I think the other thing that we've been focusing on um, when it comes, I'm going to come back to e-commerce again, is other channels, right? We're, we're seeing this spike in... Um, streaming TV in, in YouTube, in video, like how can, as a digital agency that is running this piece of it, that's working really well, how can we take that message and roll it up to where other people's eyeballs are on, on streaming TV? Um, we're seeing much more purchases through marketplaces like Amazon. How can we use Amazon ads, which is a completely open wild, wild West for somebody who has a PPC background, like you can kill it with Amazon ads. Um, how can we take your market and take what your return on Amazon and double, triple that? Um, that's the other direction kind of we're focusing is, is not only the type of creative, but also new channels that, you know, as a digital agency might be a little bit 
scary, but yeah. is like you said, is the innovation. That's where you have to go. You can't rest on your laurels on Facebook and Instagram forever. Yeah. You just have to jump into it. Look at the data, figure out you can optimize and, and find that return. Is Are there any particular channels that you're seeing do better than others? Um, we're testing like YouTube shopping and seeing some success there. Yeah. To your point, some Amazon. Yeah. Um, we're seeing a lot of Facebook and Instagram. Um, as I just, you know, take a mm -hmm. shot at them. We're seeing a lot of success on Facebook <laughs> I, yeah. and Instagram. But it's not going to be forever. Yeah, we're seeing um, Amazon ads in marketplaces is is doing really nice. We're seeing a lot of good stuff there. Um, and then I would say the one that we haven't touched yet, but that I'm like itching to get to is um, Nextdoor. So I don't know if you're familiar with that app. Yeah, my okay. wife maybe get it, and it's okay. uh, yeah. So they do have an advertising platform on it. Mm -hmm. um, they have an enterprise level, and they have a self serve tool. Um, to me, if you have a local based client and you're running deals, or you have an enterprise client that you want to focus on, not just zips, but actual like neighborhoods, mm -hmm. and they have household income on those neighborhoods. It's and it's an audience that's very aware of what's going on in their clients, what's going on in their neighborhood, oh, yeah. and want to see what's going on. That's one that I think is going that's to be a new opportunity, especially for local or home services companies. Mm -hmm. um, that's a good one. That's one to keep interesting. An eye for. So what I mean, what does the overall model look like? Is it more like? CPC or uh, what type of ad units can you do video? Yeah, so there is a video. They've they've got a general feed, um, just like uh, Instagram or mm -hmm. you know Facebook or TikTok or anything like that. You can put in video units. You can put in just general display units. Um, you can roll in with like specific um, deals that you have running for specific networks or specific uh, neighborhoods. Um, and then they've got other areas of the app, such as, you know, their free and, mm -hmm. you know, cheap section, which is kind of like a, like an offer up, um, within the app. Um, and that actually integrates with eBay. Really? Right. Yeah. So if you have a client that has marketplace on eBay, I think, I, I don't think they can do it yet, but eventually that will be an interesting connection mm. where you can hyper, hyper target, um, products that no, that's yeah, that's legit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically you could list your product or service or whatever it is. I, I don't know about service, but basically you can list something on eBay and then serve an ad and then they can purchase using eBay. So you don't necessarily need an e-com. Right. So we've got website. a client of ours that is kind of in the, like the security mm -hmm. industry area. So it, it lends itself to this specifically. Right. Um, but like you could do a service in the feed where you're more telling a story about it, or you could focus specifically on deals into that, um, marketplace area of next door that is cool what are cpms looking like or have you guys tested they're them? high are they're they high. they're like linkedin high oh wow yeah yeah so that's kind of why we haven't fully jumped in mm -hmm. but i think it's it's interesting because of just how localized it is that i i, that, like I mean it. yeah i mean a brick and mortar i mean hitting every little neighborhood next to you i mean that would be huge especially if you're brand new i mean like you said, it's my wife gets on there all the time and it's always like what's going on in the neighborhoods and all that type of stuff. So it's people that are are wanting to know what's going on around their house. Anything new, I mean, is always, always that, da big. that dance company of yours. That would be huge. That would be huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I've seen the ads. I've, I've seen them recently, but I haven't looked into the actual ad platform or anything. Yeah. Um, so they get so it's really built for brands right now. It's not agency friendly. Gotcha. You have to create like a new account for each. No, fun. But I mean, like, uh, of what I heard, by the time 2021 comes around that'll be different oh i'm sure that they're gonna yeah yeah i'm sure they're gonna open it up i mean I'm, they probably make it that way so they can do more testing figure out all the bugs and then because uh, they'll, they'll really be able to monetize once that that opens up right 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 yeah i i think that's because we're talking about that earlier about like new channels mm -hmm. new opportunities like i really like that i think amazon ads especially if you have a ppc or or a programmatic like buying background is like it's crazy. Like the algorithms don't make sense. Like <laughs> it's like when Bing, like when we first started and uh -huh. Bing just sucked and you're like, why is this not working? <laughs> That's what it is. But like you can, you can also see the opposite and you can see something just go crazy for like nothing, you know, for five cents, you know? Um, so that's, that's interesting. Amazon ads is a big one. Um, something that I've, I've been seeing recently on Hulu and I, I don't know if it's been outside of that, but They've been pushing more product where uh, you'll have a commercial and whatever the commercial is about or it might be an article of clothing, they have a little thing that slides in that says learn more and then it literally takes you to like a landing page yeah. on the screen. Hulu has a self-serve tool now. I've seen that. Yeah. I haven't used it, but. Yeah, we weren't, uh, we were, I was on the list and we got. Really? We didn't make it, I guess. I don't know. We weren't big enough. No, like we like we signed up for the list to like work through the self-serve tool mm -hmm. uh, just because like you, like not all of our clients have those kind of minimum yep. budgets to get in. Um, and it kind of happened like in March and then they kind of just shut it down. So I don't know if they were bringing on everybody and they shut it down or um, but I think that like a Hulu video self-serve media tool, mm -hmm. that'll be huge too. That'll be something that could in theory rival YouTube. Oh yeah. I think so too. I mean, we saw an article the other day where there's this company that's trying to basically, even in TV shows and stuff like that, where you can open up their app and anything that it's showing, you can literally click on it and then it takes you to a website where you can purchase it trying to bring more direct response to TV, which I think that's where everyone's trying to go. I mean, it, it makes sense. It's, it's usually the downfall of TV is it's great for branding, but seeing the ROI or the direct attribution there is, is always tough. I think it'll happen, man, because that's the thing is people like you and me who are more like doing the, like the media buying and media planning aspect of it, we're going to be keep creating more and more video, but it's the, that video dollars, that money is going to be going to social. It's going to be going to YouTube it's not going to be going to connected TV. Um, and until those connected TV tools are easier for, yeah. you know, agencies to use. So we don't have yeah. to go through, you know, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 <laughs> minimums, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. It, are you guys doing anything like with the trade desk or anything else doing connected TV? No, we're talking to a different programmatic vendor um, to use their self-serve tool. Um, Centro, who they've okay. got a great tool. They're up there highly rated with the Enforcer. Um, and they, and it's really cool how from a media planning and from like creating the video and like hosting it through connected TV, they've got some really good connections already. It's just making that make sense mm -hmm. for our clients and for, you know, cause we're, we're like you guys, we're more of a performance based agency. We're, 
you know, we can do that high funnel stuff, but we do that high funnel stuff if it performs. Yeah. I and mean, the, the high funnel is only good if it later converts, as long as you want to do it. And if you can right. plan and buy properly, I mean, that's where, yeah, you can take And that's people. where it's going to go, man. Like yeah. the branding stuff is going it, to, it's going to, I think that that will take a big hit, you know? So you need to be able to show that you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, someone to maybe check out is a company called Choosel. Okay. Have you ever heard of them? No. They, uh, so they actually tie into the trade Dex, desks API um, and it's basically a subscription. So you pay a hundred dollars a month, but there's no minimums or nothing. And they have, I mean, pretty much everything that the trade desk has. Um, Video yes, yeah, so, I mean, you could do, uh, and what's interesting, I've talked to a couple different vendors and like, they don't, they say that you don't have the ability to retarget connected TV video views where Choosel can. So it's like, and they have uh, uh, digital radio as well. So we're working on stuff for us, like to push OTT and just performance base where we could literally prospect with it. What we, what we want to do, because I mean, CPMs are still $40, $45, which compared to traditional is super cheap. Right. But we'd, we want to prospect um, using banner ads where the clicks are cheaper. And you can retarget people um, that visit the site and then serve them TV ads. Yeah. And so... Basically, it's once they get to the site, then we're going to hit them on TV, radio. They have native um, ad functionality as well. So they're right. connected to Outbrain and Tabula, a couple other. Well, I, that, that's totally, dude, that's awesome. I want to jump on that. I think what makes me think of is that like, so you and I both ran through bigger agencies. Mm-hmm. And what we noticed, especially I noticed, is how siloed it was. Ah. How like... The creative people were here. The media people were here. The digital people were here. And like we, we, there was some, but like for the most part, everybody stayed and ran their own area. And that was like, that was so inefficient. Like it was terrible. Right. Yeah. So, but if you can take what you're talking about and roll it into like a performance return on ad spend driven agency and and people who really think that way but also open up that branding side of it uh it'll make such a huge difference you know 100 percent. and that's where it's like i mean i still trying to figure it out but would love to get towards performance base i mean there, like we've talked about so many times there's so many different nuances that could cause you to lose revenue and all that stuff where it's just like maybe they're they can't produce anymore so kind of caps it out but i think getting to a performance base because then then it's just like it gets everyone thinking in that way. It's like, well, is there a different way that we can maybe approach it where we could do it more efficiently? I, I think it creates more of a, an overall conversation, which that's, I mean, that's the whole reason why I started this. I just saw that there was a lack of that cohesiveness across the creative getting made, the the media that's getting bought, the analytics. And, and uh, I think, yeah, I think with everything going on, I think we're going to get to where that's needed. I think a lot of these, <clears throat> there's a lot of agencies that say they aren't siloed, but they, they still are. Um, I think, will kind of be a thing of the past because I think I think what's going to cause that is more people are going to shift from traditional to digital because you can track it and then there's going to be more scrutiny on where is every dollar going what's the return because on everything exactly yeah. and I think that there I mean just with big businesses there's been I don't want to say old people but there's been older people at the like the CMO or the executive level that maybe have just been afraid of digital or just uh, so I think there's well, more you've got you've got your people yeah. Right. And what happens is if you've, if that's the world you've always lived in and everybody knows that, then you're kind of insulated to yep. different ways of, of thinking. And and it's also certain industries. It's more mm-hmm. like, I mean, you know, I was doing some work with uh, like DMOs. 
and uh, destination marketing organizations, right? Where it's like you work with the governmenting, you know, the government body that handles the city. And there's huge budgets, but there's also a lot of bureaucracy. It's a lot of old way of thinking. And, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily put digital to that. They maybe put a piece of it, but it's not as large of a piece as it should be. Um, For something like that is way different than, say, uh, e-commerce. Yeah. I've said that like four times. (laughs) Apparently, that's what I'm really pushing today. Uh, But like, you know, where people are thinking about that because they're looking at those numbers every day. Mm -hmm. And I I just think that with everything going on, I mean, balance sheets have taken a big hit. I think there's going to be more questions on, well, what are we getting for what we're doing? doing Exactly. It's going to bring uncomfortable conversations in executive boardrooms. And then from that, it's going to be like, well, why are we still spending money on traditional TV when we can't retarget them? We can't get attribution on how many sales are happening. There's, I mean, I think it's just, there's going to be a huge shift over to digital. And I mean, I've been saying it for two years. I remember telling my dad, like, I don't know when it's going to happen, but we just need a big, like, just gut punch to the economy. And eventually, like, that's what's going to cause people to put more scrutiny on every dollar that's getting spent on the marketing side. And it's the only way that those dollars will be spent if they're not is if they're emotional stories that connect with people. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that, um, cause that's the other part that's kind of always scary for us in, in the digital agency world is that, especially on the media side is that, okay, AI, right? A AI is going to take our jobs. I, I can't press the button. The robot can do it better. I'm John Henry. It's never going to work. Right? Like that was always the scary part. But mm-hmm. the thing is like no computer is ever going to be able to make a emotional story better than mm-hmm. a human, you know, or, or something that connects with someone. Um, so if I see, if I'm thinking future and where to put money and time and effort, it's like you said, digital performance and it's emotional stories through video. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the only way that's that, the only two buttons. yeah. And even then the emotional story isn't going to be like one story to reach many. It's going to be emotional stories. That's more on a one-to-one basis Yeah, because I mean, if you, to your point, if there's more robots and all that doing the media buying, that creates efficiencies to where you can spend a bit more money on the uh, the production side of things. So you have now you have a bit more budget to actually make three or four more videos rather than, all right, how do we make this one vanilla video that's going to reach everyone? Um, yeah, I think there's been a, a creative is kind of not so much gone downhill, but I think there's been more focus on the media buying, but now that there's more technology and all that that's making efficiencies in the media buying, I think there's going to be a shift over to the production side. And I think, I mean, everyone always wants a good story. And I think if you can figure out how to craft a great story about your brand and their values and, and make it to where it's reaching your, your prospective audience. I think that's where there's just going to be a ton of success scene. Yeah, no, we're on the same page, man. Yeah. When it comes to the international clients, I mean, they're obviously a couple months ahead of us with this whole coronavirus thing. Is there anything that you're seeing in terms of shifting and strategies or is there anything that America can learn from? Yeah, no, that's a good thing. So I'm going to pitch, um, or I'm going to throw a little bit of love towards the MWI.com blog. Um, I got to interview our managing partner in the Hong Kong office, Jason Wong. And I talked to him about the exact same thing was like, you know, okay. So, you know, this is like looking into the future in like three or four months. Like, what's it like? Like, what do we got ourselves into? And, um, what he said is it's, it's, and you've read it before. It's the new normal, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's this idea that people are already moving online and it, it already kind of has happened 
in Asia. If you look at China or if you've ever been to China, everything's run through QR codes and through WeChat, which is essentially, uh, you know, Venmo, PayPal, Facebook, TikTok, all rolled into one giant app. Um, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but like, that's, that's kind of, they're used to moving that direction. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about industries, anything healthcare moving to digital is on the fast track and in Asia was kind of already on that side. Mm -hmm. Um, from what he's seen on the business part of it, um, it was rough for two months or so, um, where the whole company had to take uh, pay cuts because they lost some big clients, you know, big travel related clients. But what he's saying is, you know, sticking with it and moving forward, you know, they've, they're starting to see the other side and they're starting to see those budgets come back and they're starting to see interest. And what they're seeing, uh, a lot of people interested, big companies interested in, uh, social media and engagement and how can they tell their story and how can they tell it better and how can they tell it to different languages? Um, that's a, different challenge that they have in Hong Kong than what we have here, which is we always just think of U.S., you know, maybe states or cities, mm -hmm. but they're thinking of themselves countries and languages and language barriers and translations and localization and making sure that, you know, I can talk to this audience, like we we're just talking about with videos being different for mm -hmm. each segment. I can talk to this audience, but I don't sound like somebody who this language is, you know, foreign to me. Um, yeah. so that's, a, that's a big piece of challenge that they're doing on how to tell those stories, um, for their brands. So it's interesting. I mean, uh, there's something, I think Gary V did it, I think a year ago or so, but basically what he was doing is he would do a speech, but then create a video and do subtitles in every single language and then, uh, push it out there. I don't know if that, that would be personable, but it is interesting how, I mean, how can you especially as the world gets more connected, how can you create more content that reaches everyone rather than just the language that you're speaking in? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good, that's a good question. Some innovation right there. Yeah, man. Figure Being able to create a, a video and put it through an app and have it bust out in yeah. different languages. Yeah, and, it's where it doesn't look dubbed like an old, yeah. uh, <laughs> like an old movie. <laughs> you need that crazy software that brought Tupac back. <laughs> right <laughs> where it's just like you know we record this video and then like you know we send it out to hong kong and it's two asian guys talking with you know backwards hats yeah. on yeah i mean that that would be interesting i mean there was, on that, brother. <laughs> there, i mean there's gonna be some i mean a lot of innovation there i mean i don't, have you seen recently like travis scott he did a concert on Fortnite, and it it literally broke records that how many a couple million people and it's like you can go you're your avatar and then you go and see where he's at but he's this big dude in the map and so it's like it'll be interesting to see he's how he's doing a live show yeah yeah so it's it, even if it's not a human like persona actually talking i mean i'm sure there's ways where you can digitize who you are to where it then dubs to the language that you're kind of speaking you just talk and there's translators that kind of go out it's, that would be interesting. That would be. Well, but then like, look at this. This is all things that no one ever, a concert and a video game, right? Grocery shopping online. Like I would never, for any of this, I would never buy anything online. Really? Yeah. For when it comes to groceries. Yeah. No, I had to like, I want to go out there and like touch it and feel it. And like my wife's done, um, uh, she's done Instacart and she's done like some of the other ones. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's worked out. It's I'm surprised great. grocery brands haven't started doing more of the, the curbside pickup and all that. Like uh, I, I'm surprised there wasn't a huge push for it because it's like, 
if they can tell the demand on stuff that's coming in, I mean, they can tell people want to show up and, and get more people coming in because it's, I mean, there's so many times where you go somewhere and it's just like they're completely out where it's like, hey, if you just waited two more hours, we could have your yeah. whole whole thing done. That's kind of the direction Amazon was going with their Whole Foods and Amazon Fresh and stuff. It's just, it's this has kind of forced the entire industry to, to jump into it as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this is, that's an opportunity as well for agencies is like think of brands that or maybe not brands industries that have never done digital and that you as a consumer would never you would always do it in person okay now that they have to do it in digital what do they have to do and how can you help them specifically and how come what you do when we're talking about high funnel and low funnel and not the middle like, how can you bring those pieces to that industry? Yeah, I mean, like, to your point, the healthcare industry, I mean, there's a huge increase in telehealth. And it's just like, wait, I don't need to go in and, yeah. like, just for, to have a conversation. It's, uh, I mean, my wife had one of her appointments through Zoom. Yeah. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see what that all does, because now it's like if you have less built, like, the need for buildings, the commercial real estate industry is probably going to come crashing because it's like, yeah, I mean, it's there's probably going to be less less buildings because it's like, why why can't we do virtual meetings and stuff like that? I mean, I think it'll come back more than what it is, but I think people are realizing that you can do a lot more digitally than uh, than having to be in person. Maybe we don't need to fly across the country to have a three hour meeting. Why not just do it on Zoom? Like, yeah. yeah. So what are some of the the big things that you guys are focusing on? And I know you mentioned the storytelling. Um, I mean, is there anything else that's kind of high on your guys' radar in terms of either industries you're trying to help, what you guys are trying to do? So I think the other thing that we as an agency are really focusing on is differentiating ourselves as an agency, as, as what we offer, what we're good at. Um, and one of the things that we're really pivoting how we think is that we want to be an agency that provides hope rather that be um, it, through our stories, rather that be through our clients, rather that be through our work and our campaigns. We want to be a company that specifically works with hope brands and helps companies create hope brands, whatever that is, however that means to you, how do you create hope between who you're actually dealing with? Um, and there are simple ones, you know, that, that might be, yeah. you know, like, uh, like fitness, like Orange Theory Fitness is one of our clients, um, being able to, you know, help people create hope on, on transforming their body. There might be something that's even more noble, but then you can also think of campaigns and how you can create a campaign that can create hope. And if you just see with what commercials and what things you're seeing today, that's a message that a lot of people are speaking because that's what people want to hear. And that's something that I think if we, as in a company, we've thought to ourselves, that's something that makes us feel good is Mm -hmm. to create hope. And it's something that will translate, at least I believe, where you're not only working with companies that want to be hope brands, but you're also explaining how you're different and how when that's, you know, CFO is going through their budget line, what are these guys do? Oh, uh, they've created this fantastic program for us, you know, on how, you know, we're, they're helping speak directly to our customers, mm-hmm. you know, and, and creating hope with how our product helps them, our customers. And just being that, you know, uh, arm of the business, being really indispensable with that is something that we're thinking and how we're going to pivot and how we're going to, you know, explain our message um, and differentiate and stand out. Because at this time, like you got to, you got to be able to know oh, yeah. who you are 
and be able to explain it properly. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, what it sounds like it, it kind of boils down to is just instead of being an agency that says, yeah, we can buy media. Yeah, we can help you shoot this video. It's, it's really digging down and like, as a company, what's your why? What is the impact that you want to have on the world? And that right there always goes so far. I mean, that it, it's once you can identify that, then it, it, it's super easy to build videos and assets around the why and people can connect with the why. It's like it's finding that vision. And, and essentially, that's to your point. I think that's what agencies are going to need to help do rather than just say, yeah, we can fulfill on what you guys are needing. It's like, how can we be a partner and and ask some questions you guys might not know how to ask yourselves that help get that why. And then once we have that, it's like, how can we, how can we get that out into content? Where can we distribute it, build campaigns around it? Um, yeah, that, that why is, is so big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the big thing. That's, that's where we're, we're moving. That's where I'm putting a lot of time and effort into. And it's, it's looking internal. It's saying, okay, why, why do you, why are you exist? Why is this important? Why do you go into work every day? Yeah. You know, like, what is that? Uh, how is that helping? So are you guys setting up any processes or conversations to help get that? I mean, are you guys can the whole thing down. Love it. Like the whole thing down. Our, our founder, Josh Steinle, who's kind of for the last couple of years been pretty out of the day to day. Um, he's back involved. He's back energized. He's, you know, he, cause he loves this stuff. He wants to tear it all down and look at it from the soup to nuts. Right. So, mm -hmm. So that's the kind of process that we're looking at and it's exciting. It's, it's a good time to do it because, um, you know, this is going to be a huge change from yeah. what, what everything looks like in the future. Yeah. So. I mean, now more than ever, it's like most people have a little bit extra time where before it was just so much going on. Now's the time to look yeah. in and, and ask yourself, why, why are you showing up every day? Why are you a company? Why? Like, who are you trying to serve? Yeah, no more excuses. <laughs> exactly. So as we kind of wrap up, I mean, there was a lot that we kind of talked about. If there's anything that you can kind of just, I guess, give the world or give brands, like what what are the things that they should maybe be focusing on right now? I mean, that you think is going to get people not only through this, but elevated higher than what they were before right. this whole COVID thing happened? Right. I would say, you know, look at, look at your plan and look at it for what 2020 was, what was your 2020 plan? What was your ad spend? What was your numbers? Cause obviously that's all out the door from mm -hmm. your original planning. Right. And I would say, if you look at it at your marketing, first off, I think it's pretty clear that neither of us believe that it's worthwhile cutting everything. You know, I don't think that's pretty obvious. So take what you have. And if you have to cut, cut out the middle, leave the bottom and leave the very top. You know, I think that would be the way that I would say as a brand and I'm looking at my budget and saying this, this money is going to go to this, this money is going to go to this. Okay. Cut the middle, bottom and top only. Um, and the other thing I would say is look at other channels, look at other opportunities because there is a lot of things and people's you, the way people are going to be engaging with your brand is going to be different. Like this is going to be a shift in how it's going to be. It's going to be different for every industry, but there's going to be new channels. There's going to be new opportunities. And if you can be a first mover as a brand, um, you're going to put yourself in a much better spot. Yep. No, I love it. Get used to testing, get used to not winning hundred percent of the time, learn yeah. from uh, those losses to uh, then expand on the wins. I, I love it. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of MWI, I mean, where can people find you? Where can yeah. people find MWI? Yeah. Um, MWI.com. Uh, simple. Uh, we're a full service digital agency in here in Phoenix, as well as in Hong Kong doing international, but also, um, localized programs. Um, I am the 
SVP of growth marketing, fancy title. Sounds sweet. It really just means I do whatever, you know, my boss is telling me, like, <laughs> come see you. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you can find me LinkedIn, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Cool. Well, Chris, appreciate it. And Thank you, buddy. Uh, look forward to seeing how, how both of us fare after uh, this is all over. Yeah, I think brother. we both have uh, big ambitions and see nothing but opportunity and helping brands grow. So yeah. that's always good. And I feel like next time I come, I'm going to bring you guys a present for the wall. Cool. We love presents. We'll come something in. We love presents. Maybe a VHS. That would be good. That would be good. I got a box full, man. And next time, let's make it a little bit sooner than what? A year, year and a half? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Appreciate it. No problem.